0: Hello and welcome to Sunday Messages with Fairmount Friends Church. We're so glad that you are joining us. You can find out more on www.fairmountfriendschurch.org. Here's Pastor Andrew Haled. And what I want the phrase, what the phrase is, is that you are a child of God. So when I say that phrase, you are a child of of God? Does that do anything for you? Does that do anything inside of you? Does that do anything that starts getting your thoughts going about maybe who your parents are or who your parental figures might be? And as you're thinking about that, I want you to keep that in mind as we go through the rest of our time here. We're going to look at John chapter 13. And if you want to turn there in the pew Bibles, it's John chapter 13. I did not look up the pew page. I apologize. But uh, John 13, so as you're turning there, I wanna give a little bit of background of what's gonna be happening here in this passage. And so Jesus has gathered his disciples for a meal. It's the Passover meal, and they're in a room. He's gathered them together, and this is right before he goes off to the Garden of Gethsemane, which is where he goes off to pray by himself, and it's also where he gets betrayed and is taken off by the Romans. But Jesus, as he's gathered his people together, and he, he knows who he is, and he knows that he has come from God, that God has sent him, God has put him here on this earth with a purpose, and that he also knows that he's going to be going back to God with a purpose, that he will be returning to him, and so Jesus, as he's had this meal, he gets up from the table, and he starts going around the room, and he begins to wash his disciples' feet, So picking up up in verse six, it says, when Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I am doing, but someday you will. No, Peter protested, you will never ever wash my feet. And Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. Simon Peter exclaimed, then wash my hands and my head as well, Lord, not just my feet. And Jesus replied, a person who is bathed all over does not need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. A couple summers back, I was working up at Quaker Haven with some of our interns, and as we entered into that summer season, what we were going to be doing was having Uh, students throughout the summer take part in a prayer experience. And part of that experience was a foot washing station. So we wanted our interns as well as ourselves to actually experience what we're asking these students to take part in. And so we're going to go do that as part of that day. And I don't know about you all, but I'm a huge fan of feet. Me and feet don't necessarily get along. If I'm going to spend some time around feet, I'm kind of like... ah. But we go into this time where we're going to do this foot washing experience, and so it's my turn to get down and wash this intern's feet, and so I get, I, I kneel down, and I take their foot, and I take my rag, and I wash their feet, kind of keeping my head back as I'm doing it, but I do it. I get the job done, I'm good, ready to move on. Maybe not the best heart there in that moment, but I did it. I went out of my way to do what Jesus literally just did, what he calls us to do. And I do it, I made it through. So we go around the circle and other people are getting their feet washed and they're just kind of keeping it, keeping it uh, spiritual, if you will. We're recognizing the presence of what's going on. And I remember, oh, somebody has to wash my feet now. And that was even more uncomfortable for me. Has anybody ever had their feet washed by somebody else? Has anybody ever washed their own feet? Um, But it's an uncomfortable, and and in that moment, it was a humbling and and vulnerable moment because somebody else was washing my feet, something that I don't even like to do, and then to let somebody else go and do that for me, I didn't like it, I didn't like it at all. Just putting it out there, I didn't like it. So if you ask me to wash your feet, I'll do it. I'm not gonna like it. (laughs) But in that experience, But in that experience, I began to understand how much more it meant in this time in the disciples' lives. I began to put myself in their shoes, or in the lack of their shoes, to to begin to understand what this actually meant for them and what it meant for the world. How much it meant when Jesus knelt down and he took their feet and he took the rag and he washed their feet. And Jesus knew these guys. He had spent almost three years with them. He knew which ones took care of themselves and he knew which ones did not. He knew which ones were smelly and which ones liked to keep their feet good with pedicures. He knew these guys. He knew how dirty they were. He knew that where they walked because they walked everywhere. It was dirty. Picking up in verse 12, it says, After washing their feet, he put on his robe again. He sat down and he asked, Do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher, you call me Lord, and you're right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth, slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you. Hear this part, God will bless you for doing them. It doesn't say just listening. It doesn't say even just showing up. Our passage here, Jesus is telling his disciples, I want you to do this. And for me, I just told you, I literally did what Jesus asked me to do and I didn't like it at all. I didn't like it. But what came out of that was that I didn't necessarily get a pay raise I didn't necessarily get a much deeper relationship with my interns, but what I did get was God's blessing me with a deeper understanding of what the uh, disciples had gone through, a deeper understanding of what Jesus kneeling down and washing his followers' feet truly means. And I was blessed with a closer walk with my Lord and my Creator, with my Father. And think about that when the Lord tells us these things, when he's speaking to us, maybe it's through scripture, maybe it's through inspiration, maybe it's through somebody else. When the Lord speaks to us, he speaks to us as a father. He speaks to us as a way that a father ought to, if you haven't had that before. But the Lord speaks to us as a father, and that calls us back to where we started with that, as followers of Jesus, we are children of God. We are children, we know how children act, right? Especially when their father's speaking to them, depends who the father is. That's why it's so important that we take advantage of the opportunities that we have in front of us, that we've been given literally in front of us today from Sam, of the opportunities that we are uniquely positioned to step into in our community, as neighbors, in our workplaces, in our churches, in our schools, it goes on because we're in a position, we're in a unique position to be contributors. We're in a unique position to be difference makers, each of us, especially in the lives of children. I think we can agree that the most important thing we can do, if not the most, one of the most important things we can do is to make a difference in the life of somebody else. And as we think about the different opportunities that we've been given, maybe it's through campus life, maybe it's going on a Monday and giving up two hours of our week or of our month. Maybe it's giving financially once a month or however often. But we have students who are going on trips to encounter Jesus. They can encounter Jesus here in town as well. We can think about the Christ for Life after school program that we are allowed to do at Park Elementary here in town. That literally the name Jesus, the name Christ, is said in school every single day over announcements as they talk about the opportunities that we have with after-school programs. We have the Kids Open Reading Buddies groups that Brenda Turner was here and shared about a couple months ago back in October about being able to step in and just love on a kid, to be hear from them as they read a story. I know Dennis Caudell has talked about what that's meant for him. We've got youth group that meets on a month or a weekly basis just about for an hour and a half. Can we give up an hour and a half to love on students here at the church? Maybe it's in a different group setting. Maybe it's once a month. We've got vacation Bible school that we had here this fall with a whole bunch of kiddos from here in the church and in the community and we just gotta love on them for an hour or two each night for a couple days. And it's not just in young people either. We've got our friend-to-friend group that meets at the home of Carolyn Lowe, and it's just people getting together, loving one another, hearing stories, talking about what's going on in life, hurting alongside one another. And we've got our rockers ladies group that meets. Once a month, they go out and just have a meal. They just get together, and maybe it's just day-to-day, or month-to-month for them, day-to-day for them, but I've been able to go and join them a few times on that. Man, what a group of ladies. Woman, what a group of ladies. That wasn't my best one. Uh, That wasn't on the script, why did you? Um, But those ladies, they get together and they have a meal and they just share about the hurts that they have. They share about the grandkids or their children or what's going on in their lives. But they're doing that together. Brock talked about last week the importance of sacrificing our time of seeking out opportunities to serve alongside other people, what happens is the oxytocin goes off and we are bound together. The oxytocin in our brain brings us closer together and what's gonna come out of being closer together? Maybe we get some better jokes. We need more of those. But maybe it also, what it does, is it brings us closer together to one, have better friendships, but it also brings us closer to honor Him. It glorifies Him when we are closer together. Maybe it's on a Sunday morning, maybe it's with our youth group, maybe it's with the Rockers group, whatever group it's in, whatever connections you have with your neighbor. Or maybe you don't have a connection with your neighbor. But we're in unique positions to be contributors and difference makers, and we get to do that through some of the ones that have been suggested this morning, and there's so many other organizations and groups that do that as well, that many of you are connected to. Thank you for doing that, for making a difference that we get to bring Christmas near today because of the work that each of us is doing in those opportunities. Proverbs 21, verse 18 reads, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. This was the passage that I shared with the junior hires this past Friday, as Sam mentioned, and I was talking about the importance of what they can do in their friendships, what can they do to Uh, bring life to one another. Maybe they can bring life to their teachers. Maybe they can bring life to their parents at home or whatever situations they're living in. How can we speak words of life? And I talked about how in junior high I didn't learn how to develop friendships very well. I had a few people I kinda hung out with but I didn't hang out with them outside of school. I hadn't developed that ability or understood the need that I had. And so I shared with them how In junior high, I didn't have any friends to joke around with about the fact that I had worn, accidentally, worn my sister's jeans to school one day. And if you want to hear more of that story, maybe not. But as I talked about that, I could just tell everybody was locked in. They were listening. And not because I was the one speaking or because I told a funny joke about wearing my sister's jeans on accident, but. They were locked in because they wanted to hear about this thing of life. They wanted to hear about this thing of death, that within each of you, within me, within all of us, we have power that we have been given. And it's the power to bring life, or it's the power to bring death. Bring life in the words we speak, in the actions we do, the presence that we are in, wherever we're at, wherever we go. Maybe we have the power to bring death in where we don't go. Or we have the power of death in that the words that we don't speak that could be encouraging or bring life to somebody. So as you think about the power that each of you have, and whether you believe it or not, you have that power, how are you gonna choose to use the power that resides within you today? Jesus declares us clean, gives us an example to follow, the Lord blesses us for doing what he teaches and tells us to do, even if we don't like it. If we do the work, he's gonna bless it because it brings him glory. He, he's the one that gives the words, and if you don't feel equipped, then let's talk about it. What can we do to equip you, for you to have a sense of equipped so you can go and support, to go and to do? And we have these opportunities in the schools, with Campus Life, with Christ for Life, with Reading Buddies, with Kids Hope, with Rockers. There's so many others. What can we do to step in? What can we do to step in and bring Christ near today to other people around us? What can we do? What can we do? What can you do? I encourage you to talk to Sam after service. She'll be down here up, up front. And I also encourage you, as she was asking, to give to give your time, to give your resources, and if you are wanting to do that, you can talk to Sam directly, you can pull out your phone, you can give in the basket they'll set up at the back that's separate from the other one. And you can also, there's a computer set up, so if you wanted to give monthly, I'll be back there, we can set that up for you so that you can give to support the students in the ministry. Because guys, will you throw the picture of those the student groups back up there and kind of float through those? We have hundreds hundreds of students that we are able to impact because of the giving you all already do and because of the time we're able to give the resources that we have that the Lord has blessed us with because we've already been doing. And we get to, we get to continue to do the doing. And we get to bring Christ near. We get to bring Christmas near for someone today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father God as we have been gathered here this morning God we have heard so much about the need that's out there and we also know how much is already given so much is already given and God you continue to give opportunities to give and maybe that's because we we are trusted with a little over time we get trusted with more and more and more because you are faithful and you bless the work that is doing what you tell us to do. Jesus, thank you that we get to worship together and that we get to hear about the work that's done. We get to enjoy a meal alongside the ladies that are visiting with us today and we get to get, we get, to, get to know them a little bit maybe. What can we do to step in? What can we do, what can we do? God, you are good even when it's tough, even when we don't like it. You are good. Help us to see that. Help us to know that. That you have your glory in mind and we get to be a part of that. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Christmas. Thank you for the reminder. Jesus, we love you. Amen. So we're so glad you were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or your preferred podcasting app. Be sure to rate us so other people can know about the podcast.